Hello and welcome to the Cyber Society podcast, the podcast in association with the Cyber Society at Cardiff University. On today's episode, we'll be talking about the company AstraZeneca and the early talent scheme they have for graduates. We have Kim and Joy with us. Yeah, it's so exciting that we've got our first employee guests on the podcast today. Uh, As you can see, a few things have changed a little bit on the podcast. We now have our intro jingle, which is very fun. Um, which you're going to hear in a second um so we're very looking forward to the rest of this podcast where we talk all about the AstraZeneca grad schemes some helpful hints and tips for applying and why it's just a great company um to get involved with so without further ado cue the intro music Hello, guests, Kim and Joy. Would you like to introduce yourselves to our listeners? Uh, Should we start with Joy? Yeah, hi, my name is Joy Okeo. I'm a second year pharmacy student at Cardiff University, and I'm also a brand ambassador for the pharmaceutical company AstraZeneca. Brilliant. Thank you for coming on the podcast. Um, And Kim? Hi, um, I'm Kim Brandt, and I am the global IT early talent partner at AstraZeneca. Thank you so much for having me. That's okay. Thank you for coming. We are so excited. Today is our first episode with um, an employer, and we're so happy that it could be AstraZeneca. Uh, the Society, as some listeners may know, held a webinar a few weeks back, I believe at the beginning of November, and we were able to hear all about the company and what programs they offer. And that's kind of what we want to carry on today in the podcast for those who couldn't make the webinar or who want to find out a little bit more. Um, and it's, yeah, so let's get into it. So uh, I guess Kim and Joy, you both can answer this one. How would you describe AstraZeneca to someone who hasn't heard of the company before? So completely new, if you have to kind of explain it in layman's terms. Do you want me to start? Should I take this yeah, one? Yeah, go for it. <laughs> um, so AstraZeneca, I guess we were a company that weren't super well known before um, the lovely global pandemic COVID-19 that has hit us. Um, But we are a global pharmaceutical um, organization and we specialize in a couple of therapy areas. So one of those is oncology, the other is cardiovascular, renal and metabolism, and then respiratory and immunology. But that doesn't mean that we are completely uh, tunnel visioned on just those those drugs. We also um, have adapted to things like vaccines and you will have seen a working on a on a COVID vaccine with Oxford um, as well as any other drugs that we find along the way whilst we're focusing on our core therapy areas. Oh in the webinar actually that was the first time I personally heard about AstraZeneca. Uh, George was that your first time or did you know about them previous well, to the pandemic? I definitely heard them on the news due to COVID-19. Um, I definitely couldn't pronounce the company until, <laughs> <laughs> until the webinar. Um, so when I was actually announcing it to the CyberSoc, I definitely made a, a fallout of myself trying to pronounce it properly, but I've got it now, AstraZeneca. Um, but yeah, that's the kind of first time that I probably heard about it. Um, obviously me and Alfie um, are more in um, you know technical area than pharmaceuticals. But what we're gonna learn about today is there's a lot of technical opportunities at AstraZeneca Zeneca looks yeah fumbled it again and um um so that's why actually it should um interest people that are in um stem subjects yeah that was that's probably the uh, biggest reasons why i wanted um you guys onto the podcast today because as a company on the kind of the forefront of it looking at it obviously there's huge involvement in the vaccine and um other great advancements in medicine but 
I didn't think that they would have any roles for someone in, uh, in computer science, um, which I was pleasantly surprised about uh, when I found out about the roles available. And that's kind of what we're going to delve into today. So uh, our, the main kind of scheme that we're going to talk about is the Technical Graduate Leadership Scheme. Uh, there are two there are a few other schemes uh, for graduates, but that's kind of what we're going to focus on in this podcast. And we can direct you to where you can find information about everything else uh, in the description. So with the Technical Graduate Leadership Scheme, what exactly is involved, Kim? Is there anything kind of like, what's the main things you would say is kind of a part of the scheme? Yeah, so our, our leadership programme um, that sits within our IT function is, is a three-year programme. And uh, we've been running this programme now for, for about eight years. So we feel that we've really found the kind of perfect balance when it comes to this programme. So we've split up your three years into three eight-month rotations, followed by a 12-month consolidation role. So your first eight-month rotation is a rotation within IT. We do assign that for you, but we don't just make it up. We do look at your CV, your interests, your background, and we really match that rotation so that you can join us and hit the ground running. So it may be that you join us with um, a, a more science degree, so that may be in, in a physics or chemistry, um, in which case we would steer you into our research and development area of IT, uh, and we'd make sure that you're working on things that you understand or we think you'd be interested in. And then sometimes we obviously have a lot more technical individuals that, that have uh, looked into things like data science um, or into web development or into um, data and, 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 you know, really into that detail, in which case we'll, we'll stick you in one of those teams that does that. We're very, very fortunate within AstraZeneca because our IT department has just over five and a half thousand people in it, Wow! which means that, yeah, no, it's so large, which means that we have teams um, of people that are working on things that some organizations just just can't do uh, so there's there are there's no real generalist roles everything's really individual and specific which means that you can go and really delve into the detail into those teams so that first rotation is really about your your past experience what you can bring in from uni uh, and also some of your work experience that you've done up until now your second rotation we kind of push you um, to think outside the box a little bit and one of the things that we've we've looked at is what do we need from our leaders of the future? You know, this program is, is not there to kind of give some graduates some jobs and enroll them into roles as they come out the other side. This is the people that we think are going to be the next CDIOs of AstraZeneca. And so what we found is that we need a breadth of development. And so in that second rotation, what we ask you to do is go out into the business. And by business, I mean any other function within AstraZeneca. So that could be operations, that could be uh, into the R&D, going into the labs, that could be going working with finance or procurement, or even somewhere like HR, and really understanding the business from, from, another, from another angle. Your third rotation is one that can be an international assignment. So if you're um, you're, we have this program in, um, in multiple countries. So right now in the UK, the US, Sweden, China and Mexico. So what we tend to see is people do some swaps um, from sites, but for that third eight months, um, you can go and land a rotation within IT um, in, a, in another country, which again, gives you that breadth of understanding a new culture, of understanding what it's like to work in in that site in particular and again just pushing you a little bit out of your comfort zone yeah that sounds amazing that was uh 
what you've just explained that yeah so many opportunities within a three-year program uh, I think the development opportunities are so vast and like you said you, you don't just go into a role and it's kind of a little bit of like you get to go into roles, get the specific nature of it, you know, work with it. And then you move on with your next rotation or the next part within the rotation. And you really get to get a great understanding and um, learning. And I guess at the end, that produces great graduate grads, doesn't it? Yeah, absolutely. And so that kind of takes you to the end of your first two years. And then in that third year, the piece that we think, you know, almost the most important piece is we ask you what area of IT that you would like to land in when you roll off programme. So um, you may come to me and say, it's operations IT, it's where my heart lies, and that, that's really where I want to go. Um, and at that stage, we will loop in multiple people that are in your support system, and we have a really great support setup. And also the leadership team member for that area. So um, if I take operations IT, for example, our, our VP for, for that within IT is a lady called Grace Checo. So we'll pull in her and some of her leadership team and say, you know, we've got... Um, Alfie here, who has done these rotations, this is his aspirations, this is his development, um, this is where he'd like to land. What core skills and capabilities do you need, Grace, in the future that you haven't got right now? Um, and then we'll discuss that with, with you in that conversation and decide what you're going to do for the next 12 months. So that may be going to another country and gaining some skills with a certain team. That may be um, going into a role that you don't want to land in, but you need to get those skills and capabilities before you land in the role that you'd like um, and what we also do there is, is try and secure headcount um, within the organization as well to make sure that we really do have a, a set up career path for you as you roll off of the program and it's quite seamless that's that's amazing that I think it's really important as well for companies to take into kind of account what the you know the grads want to do as well and I think having that having such a say in where you go um obviously there are some you know restrictions that here and there but that that's outstanding I, there's some companies i know you know they really just throw you into a precise position it's like you know you've got to like it this is where you're going to go so the fact that there's that opportunity to develop to grow to maybe fall in love with an it sector uh, within the company that you may have never even thought of uh, i think that's really important uh, someone uh, me personally i like the idea of having you know options because sometimes when you go into a company you don't know what you're gonna like because every company is a little bit different um, so the fact that scheme offers that is brilliant uh, i think the, the killer thing about this program is the flexibility of it yeah definitely um, so we we don't recruit huge numbers in each country and that's because um you know as as the early talent partner I, I want to be confident and make sure that we can always adapt the program around the person so if you're extremely technical then I'm confident that that we can create rotations and a place for you in, in this business and um, where you can completely excel and equally if you're not technical at all and you want to work on the more customer facing end user service type roles then again we can give you still that breadth of rotations uh, and to land in that area as well. And I think that's really important. And it's why we've kept the programme, you know, really quite small and specialised. Yeah, that's really important. And, and you said it was eight years. Is that right? This programme's been running? Yeah, eight years. So you've definitely made, you've de you definitely have an idea of what works and what doesn't work. You know, I, you know you've, you've probably had trial and error throughout. And now you know exactly what is, what, well, yeah, what works for the company. Yeah, exactly. And we're constantly, you know, changing and improving things from feedback from graduates um, I think when the programme started, it was six month rotations um, and then now it's eight because eight gives you enough time to kind of 
get yourself embedded, deliver something, own something um, before moving on. Um, and then also, you know, feedback around what rotations are being offered. Um, we have a, a vast amount of rotations offered. I literally just went through a rotation process with one of our uh, graduate cohorts. And I also look after our apprentices in IT as well. And I think I had uh, 18 rotating uh, and I had 86 rotation options. And if, if you didn't have an option in there that you liked, then you're more than welcome to go out and source one and bring it to um, our early talent working group for approvals. So the sky's the limit, really, as, as long as you're keen and, and invested. Yeah, that really is. And that's great to hear that that, that flexibility is offered. You also briefly mentioned in there that, the, you you know, you improved and you changed the scheme uh, due to feedback from uh, the graduates that came to the company and went through the scheme. So even if um, even if someone's just joined the company, do they still have an impact on what happens or are they kind of just like brushed under the rug and it's like, you know, do this and it doesn't really have an impact? Like what kind of work is you get involved with? No, absolutely. So all of the work that the graduates are working on is, you know, kind of critical business stuff um, that we've got going on right now, whether that be projects or business analyst work, etc. Um, but if they have any feedback around what's going on, how that's working, you know, we take that really seriously. And it's it's one of the reasons that early talent is you know, it's such a hot commodity because you guys come in fresh, you're looking at systems and processes and things that we do that, that you know, to us, we, you know, we, we go into autopilot and sometimes it's just the, the simplest question of why do you do that, that then makes us go, oh, I'm not, not sure actually. Um, yeah. maybe maybe we shouldn't do it this way um and and that's really valuable from early talent and one of the reasons that you know we as an organization are so passionate about having you know the five generations of workforce within our workplace okay so that's a little bit about the um the technology graduate leadership program i believe it's a techn technical earlier so that's my bad um so that's a bit about the technology graduate leadership programs uh, the specifics but what about the kind of the company as a whole obviously i know that you may experience the company in different ways than an individual on the scheme um but for example like the culture especially now during uh, this uh, unusual pandemic that no one's really been through before what's the culture what was the culture like before kind of working in the company and how has it kind of transitioned to a more working at home style uh, yeah, so I've been with AstraZeneca for just over five years now. So I actually joined on an early talent program. Oh, so wow. I guess I can give quite a good view on what it's like. To, and I was on a rotational program. So when I when I first joined back in, to, in 2015, we were just about to be taken over by Pfizer, actually. So it's a, it was a very, very different place to where it is now. So um, I'd say before the pandemic, um, we, you know, we come on with this really big journey. So we've gone from, you know, uh, being down in sales, some of our, our big uh, blockbuster drugs coming off patents. Uh, and our CEO, Pascal, who came in, has really, really turned the organisation around. He's put a huge focus on the patients, a huge focus on the science, and a huge focus on making AstraZeneca a brilliant place to work. And I've really, really seen that over the, over the last, you know, three or four years. They've really put an emphasis on making sure that we're collaborating. We have a great um, value of lifelong learning. And he's put a huge amount of, you know, resource and energy and, and money and time into making sure that we are set up for success. And I think it's really shown during the global pandemic, because as you can imagine, you know, we lost a percentage of the workforce to work on on something that we hadn't foreseen yeah. to be to happen 
yeah and all of a sudden everybody's at home everybody needs access everyone needs systems but equally we've also got a chunk of people working in manufacturing and in the labs that needed to go into the office and you know I've been working from home since uh, since February March time and they've just been incredible the support and you know being able to have all of our equipment and kit and if you have special desks or chairs within work then they've made sure that you've got those at home um you know monitors screens specific equipment that you usually need for your for your role has been completely supported and you know they've maintained uh, you know as much as possible kind of online fun we call them fikas yeah. which is actually a, a a swedish term which is basically like a coffee and a ketchup and we've adopted that within AstraZeneca and we've still had loads of virtual fikas and um quizzes although I know the world's had enough of online quizzes but um, at the beginning of the pandemic they were good (laughs) like it's 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 quite funny because just before the pandemic hit um I was talking to friends like we need to do more quizzes you know we need to go to like like pubs or or like restaurants and do those quizzes that they do I want to get better at them and how wrong was I that I did not want that to happen? And I didn't realize mm. a week later that the, or a few weeks later, that the only fun would be doing a quiz, a quiz. over Zoom. <laughs> I know. Yeah. But I think the other thing to call out is it is an organization that is very fast paced. Um, and so if you're looking to join us, you do need to enjoy having, you know, being busy, being, you know, to be adaptable to lots of different types of work. And again, the pandemic is such a good example, you know. I don't necessarily, um, my, my day-to-day role and my usual role wouldn't necessarily have as much um, to work on with the with our drugs and what's going on. Uh, and so my scientific knowledge is not as not quite there, but when it's come to the pandemic, you know, we've had to be on the ball, we've had to know what's going on. And so being upskilling ourselves to do that and adapting to what's going on, I think is really important. Um, and you know we are super innovative and you know really collaborative so that does mean that things change and uh, and we pivot so um, you do need to to kind of enjoy that uh, if you want to come and work for us that's yeah that's a really good important point you know because sometimes it's not for everyone and that's not necessarily the bad thing i know know, some students prefer a little bit of comfort a role that's always going to stay the same the same day in day out stuff um, and that can work for people and like you said others love that kind of fast-paced innovative um, environment and um, so that's what AstraZeneca can offer. Okay so it's awesome to hear uh, about the fast-paced culture of AstraZeneca uh, and I know we briefly uh, heard about the well not briefly we heard about a lot of the development opportunities within the scheme itself um, which sound definitely outstanding um, but as uh, grads sometimes they want to make sure that even after the scheme that they are they have those development opportunities and they don't just kind of stop learning from there and I know you did briefly touch on it is there any way you could expand on that for us like what kind of like as you're, like yourself you're out of the scheme I believe right and then uh, what kind of stuff are you doing to still like develop and train yourself? Yeah, it's a really great question and I think something that's really important to consider when you're choosing Um, an organization that you may want to work in in the future because for us we take learning and development really really seriously so um, I'm quite spoiled because I actually worked in our global uh, talent and development team so I guess I have better oversight than anybody (laughs) on on what we have what we can deliver but we have programs development programs um, as you kind of develop your career and understand your journey as you grow with AstraZeneca. So we have internal programs called Leading Self for individual contributors. And then as you become a manager, you go through to leading people. And then as you go on to uh, think about becoming senior leaders, you 
develop onto leading the business. And then as you start to get to that set uh, level or VP level, there's leading the enterprise. So there's there's programs that are designed specifically for where you're at in your career, but there's always one a new one to be working on um, as you go. So they're just the, the programs that we have, but within that we use um, a platform called Degreed. From an IT standpoint, we also have Percipio, which is for technical content. So if there's any certifications or exams that our IT individuals would like to take, then they can absolutely do that. Oh, We've wow. also, yeah, we're also piloting this year um, a, trans, a new transformational leadership program which my graduates are going to take that are rolling off program so they'll do half of it while they're still on program and then the other half will be as they've transitioned out into the business so I'm really excited to see and um, how that goes for them um, because yeah it will, it will kind of be the the segue out into the business uh, as they roll off of my program so that is yeah that how most if not all the schemes I've researched that's probably the most amount of opportunities in and out uh, and that is great it's definitely i would say it should be extremely enticing to any student right now looking for a for kind of a program to go into and to look into the early talent program because it sounds like you're going to keep learning and learning and learning which just makes you develop you and your career um better wow and now i found in uh, as a personal story like and i'm sure uh george you can probably relate that in, in my placement uh, I felt kind of like I had a little bit of imposter syndrome, as many people probably do going into to a newer career. And um, so what kind of, you know, there's these, all these great development, uh, you know, opportunities and places to learn, you know, to make yourself more confident in the job you do. But what happens if you need that like further support? Um, what kind of support network is there for you uh, uh, in the scheme and the programme? Yeah, and I think the generation that we are and the generation that's coming through, I think we do, we are a little bit more needy um, <laughs> yeah. than perhaps some of the older generations. Um, and so that's one of the, the changes, I guess, that we've made to the programme since um, I've taken it over. And we've really put some structure around the support. So when you join us, you are given, um, you have me as your early talent partner. So I check in individually with my early talent once a quarter, and then I catch up with them within their year cohort group every other week. And then our graduates have speakers every week between them. And then if they, they need me to jump on to talk about anything in particular, then they'll, they'll ask me to join that, but they're a lot more informal sometimes I'll just join on because it's a fun hour to chat yeah. um, and it's not a it's not a stressful meeting that I need to be on it gives you some relaxing um, time you know as well yeah exactly and it's always great to hear what they're up to we've um we've just had the announcement of our first graduate early talent baby on the way so we're very excited oh, no about way. that I well, know, well, it's great yeah. to know that you kind of have that relationship as well uh you know that you kind of can talk about that kind of stuff and yeah oh yeah absolutely yeah weddings all that kind of, we've had last week we had a slideshow of different photos from from a wedding so yeah it, that's also a really lovely place to just have a bit more of an informal catch up with them so you have me and then you also have a mentor um, that we assign you um when you when you first join but it's quite hard to match up a mentor and a mentee and sometimes those relationships work really really well and sometimes they don't and if they don't that's also okay um then I'll support you in finding another mentor we have a really great internal setup where um through our our HR system work day you can you can say that you're you're looking to mentor someone and you can specifically say what you're looking to mentor them in and so that allows you as a grad to go in and say oh I want to learn more about this area of the business and work on these skills and then it will give you a list of the people that, that can do that 
Um, so you, but we do make sure that you have a mentor throughout your program and I do hold them accountable for that. <laughs> and, <laughs> and then, um, you have your rotational line manager as well. And um, so when you go into that eight month placement, there'll be someone that's kind of responsible for your day-to-day activities, your goals, your objectives. And then the other person we give you, which I think is actually probably the most valuable is a buddy. And your buddy is someone that's been on the program already. Um, so they've either exited the program and into the business or they're still currently on the program in in a latter year and they're a really great support because you can ask them the questions that you don't really feel like you can ask someone in the business so you know kind of like where do I go for lunch or what do you guys do after (laughs) work (laughs) that's really interesting that's I think that's also really important the fact you've got like familiar faces that uh, stay with you and I think when I did my rotational program, I'm still in touch with my mentors and, you know, they still absolutely champion my career. And I think they've been really, really important um, as I've kind of grown and developed over the last couple of years. And so I think it does work and it is a really key part of you as you start to navigate through where you may want to go in the future. And that's a really good, that's a really important point too, that, you know, it works yeah, a lot you know a lot of time you can say you've put in these things but are they put are they implemented in the right way to actually be effective and and as you're saying it, it sounds like it is definitely working um which is also reassuring uh reassuring to individual students or, or whoever who want to apply for the program that uh, they're not just buzzwords they're not saying you have mentors you have buddies you know they're just to get you on the scheme and program they actually they actually work um, and they're there to be useful for you um, yeah, really and we take, it re- we take it really seriously. And as I mentioned before, within IT, we also have an apprenticeship program. So those guys join us at 18, which as you can imagine, they need a chunk of support um, oh, as yeah. well. And they have mentors that go to all of their university check-ins as well. So as a function, and I use that as an example, because as a function, IT are so dedicated and supported to early talent you know, that we even have... Uh, you know managers that go to these check-ins with them to make sure that their their university stuff's up to date and that you know they're going to deliver their dissertations etc and those people stay with them for four years so your mentors will stay with you and are really are genuinely invested into your career that's great to hear now if you're listening and you think this is a role that i want to apply for uh what kind of tips do you uh i mean both joy and kim i'm sure you can both answer this what kind of tips tricks hints do you have uh, as a company on your website the, the first thing when you go into the early talent you can see all the schemes but you also can see a section for hints and tips which means you're definitely promoting ways for students to do better uh, in the application process which is sound awesome is there anything really important that you can you want to mention now the things you think are kind of what students really need to focus on when applying and during the process um yeah the one thing i always think people should focus on And it's really important to remember when you're looking at programs and schemes and organizations, it's as much as an of an interview process for you as it is for us. So we need to be the right place for you to work. And so I'd really encourage you before before applying to really look into what we do, who we are. We have five really core values that we really, really stand by. So they are we follow the science. We put the patients first. We play to win. We do the right thing and we are entrepreneurial. And I think if you feel that those core values um, reflect or relate to your own, then um, you probably will be a really good fit for us. Yeah, that's that's that 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 comment. I'm I know he have kept saying this, but it's really nice to hear you say that with the, you know, the company needs to fit with you instead of you just trying to like shoo yourself into a company. 
and there because there are so many you know different positions out there different cultures and I do think sometimes students can get lost in the in the job itself and sometimes you know it might not work for you no matter how great the job is you might not just work well in the company and that's okay there will be a company out there for you there'll be a cultural fit for yourself there'll be opportunities to just work with who you are rather than you trying to change yourself uh joy did you have anything else to add on that yeah so if you're looking for some application hints and tips as part of cardiff university stem careers week i hosted an application hints and tips session with the pre-registration pharmacist at AstraZeneca and the session was recorded so any students who want to watch it then please reach out to Cybersoc or myself and as Alfie mentioned earlier there was also the Cybersoc webinar on 2nd of November where the AstraZeneca recruitment team talked about the various graduate schemes that are available for students of quantitative degree subjects like uh, those who are listening to this are most likely computer science We've touched on the graduate schemes that are relevant for you. So you could also watch this webinar on CyberSoc's YouTube channel and just explore the other graduate schemes that are available at AstraZeneca. And lastly, in February 2020, AstraZeneca will be hosting a LGBTQIA plus in STEM event for the Research and Development and Data Science and AI graduate program. And the dates for this are not yet confirmed, but once they are, CyberSoc will give you the details. So that's just something that you'll definitely like to watch out for. Uh, that's brilliant yeah i think the tips and tricks and hints and all that kind of stuff for applicants is a vital resource um, and if for any role uh, some companies do kind of put that on their website so definitely keep an eye out and look for those uh, but make sure you fit with the company so i thought i kind of have like one more main question it's quite i was it could be difficult but you may know it straight away uh, but what is the best thing about working for astrazeneca in your opinion hmm. one thing i think if i was Push to pick one thing that I love most about AZ. Oh, I love it's probably... <laughs> That's great. Oh, yeah. No, we have so the many amount acronyms. of abbreviations. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah. And if you're America, AZ. So I get yeah. corrected on that when I'm talking to my team in the US. Um, I think if I, if I look at my career personally so far, it's, it's been the support and the ability to go and develop myself in different areas they're so good at never letting me get comfortable and always pushing me to think about where do I want to go next? What do I want to do? What am I working on? And I think that's really special. I think, you know, as someone that's been rolled off program for a couple of years now, as you say, I think you mentioned it before, um, Alfie, you can end up kind of getting lost a little bit in some organizations yeah. especially an organization like ours with over seventy thousand people yeah, but i i constantly am catching up with people that i i worked with when i was on program that i've done projects with and i've got this incredible support system that, that does just continually push me to to do new things and i think you know the the obvious thing and, and it is the main reason that most of us you know work for astrazeneca is that you know we do get up every day and we we do we are part of something so much bigger and, you know, being able to deliver life-saving medicines to patients as someone that isn't a scientist is, is a really incredible piece of what we do. But I think if I was giving it a more of an individual view, that ability to, to move into different areas, um, you know, to give you an insight, I obviously, um, my passion is early talent and development, uh, talent and development within HR, but I've spent time um, within commercial um, like our actual UK marketing company to go and understand a little bit about what we do and how we sell our drugs and, and what that marketing piece looks like. 
um, just because it was part, it was on my individual development plan, uh, on, which we call our, our IDP. And it was an area that I wanted to go and understand. And they absolutely supported me to go and do that for, for eight, nine months. Now, uh, we've covered a lot. I feel like nearly everything about the scheme itself, the company, um, and some wonderful in-depth answers uh, that's definitely built upon even um, the knowledge I, I, I knew about the company from the webinar. Is there anything... Uh, that you want to add anything you want to kind of tell to listeners you know who maybe are considering you know working for the company you know applying for the scheme yeah I think we've touched on a couple of things and I just add on them so um, when we're talking about tips and tricks and, and places to go to to really understand whether we are the right uh, the right company for you that if you go onto our Facebook page last year um, we did some some videos live from our site in Macclesfield where you've got our talent acquisition um, you know, partner talking about uh, applications, the process, and they give some really great tips on there. So I'd really recommend you to, to use that channel. The only other thing I think I'd like to call out, because I think it's something we take really seriously, especially within our early talent community, is that we do have um, lots of groups um, to, to link people together with similar interests. So um, we use a platform called Workplace, which is, uh, it's, it's Facebook for work. So it oh. runs in a similar way where you have your own profile, you can link in with other people. Um, there's all kinds of groups on there um, that, you know, kind of sports-based groups. There's groups about uh, TV shows and movies, and that really enables you to kind of branch out on your network. And I really love that. Um, that, that was an ad that came in uh, about two years ago now for us. So is that something that you would do if you were part of the company or? Yeah, so every, every, every employee is on Workplace. Um, so okay. it just joins you. Um, we obviously have company updates and, and it's used as <laughs> yeah. work channels on there as well. But there's also some really fun channels. And I'm really proud that one of our one of my current graduates, uh, who's actually just entered consolidation, he is our co-chair for AZ Pride as well. So we have a huge part to play in that as an early talent community. Um, and that we've really seen that grow um, over the last few years with AstraZeneca as well. So that has its own team within AstraZeneca um, just to put into perspective how you know seriously and we do take it. Yeah, and you touched on it briefly there. I think that's the one thing um, I had uh, yet to ask is kind of where's the location of um, the technology graduate leadership scheme that we've been talking about yeah so um very exciting this year because we're actually uh, growing it into a few new countries but um we've got offerings in cambridge and macclesfield here in the uk Södertälje and gothenburg in sweden oh wow gaithersburg in the us then guadalajara in mexico Chennai in India and then we have a Wuxi site for a graduate in China as well. I love the names of all those places. <laughs> right I haven't visited all of them but I can vouch for most of them. <laughs> Brilliant and that yeah the vast opportunities with you know locations as well I mean the, the word opportunity has been used a lot but that's because there's so many um within the, the scheme and um that's amazing well thank you so much for coming on uh today's episode and being our first employer um and it's been great to learn a lot more about um the scheme available AstraZeneca as a whole and what it's like to work there and i hope that our listeners have found out a little bit more or even discovered a whole new uh, potential opportunity for them to apply for in the future and um, thank you so much joy as well for coming on um, and giving us those amazing resources that we will share in our description. Um, but I believe that is everything. So thank you so much, everyone. Uh, and thank you for listening. And if you want to find out more, then look in our description for all the links of things we've spoken about.
recently and get in contact with the Cyber Sock Society uh, if you want to get hold of that webinar that went into um, a little bit more detail about some of the other schemes as well available through early tenant in AstraZeneca. Thank you so much for listening and we'll see you guys next week. Bye-bye.